challenge. And today I've got just for you 10 blunt but important pro-aging life tips. And I want to thank Revolution Gray at revolutiongray.com for publishing the article based on this podcast. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Number one, never let the gas gauge on your car get below half. You never know when something will happen and it will happen. That's not fatalistic, that's realistic. Plus, your car runs better when the tank is more full. You can't afford it? Use Gas Buddy to find the cheapest gas near you, then go there. Number two, never let your cell phone battery get too low. Refer to number one. I know that the phone manufacturer says it's good to let the battery drain completely, but only do that when you're at home and you know you can completely discharge and charge it. Don't rely on your car charger, the Uber's car charger, the charger at your friend's house, or the one in the bottom of the kitchen drawer at work. Shit is happening to us on a daily basis where we need a fully charged phone. Mm, sorry about the shit thing. Oops, said it again. Okay, not sorry. Numero trois. Uh, number three. You've got to have insurance. This is non-negotiable. At the very least, catastrophic insurance. If you don't have the money, you may be able to get Medicaid from your state. At one point, I had to resort to that from my son because I'm not embarrassed to say my son's health was much more important. I was working seven part-time jobs and still didn't have quite enough money to afford insurance. Yes, I said seven. <laughs> I was living the dream. Again, let me repeat, this is non-negotiable. Even a broken arm or needing stitches can seriously set an individual or a family back. Any illness or injury beyond that, and you could end up bankrupt or in court. If your company offers insurance for your family, take it. It's worth it. Have insurance. Non-negotiable. Yes, I said it again. Let's move on. Number four. You don't need all the stuff you think you need. A messy house is a cluttered house, is a messy mind, is a cluttered mind. Be an anti-hoarder. A simple life is a happy life. Let it go, give it away, sell it, trash it, live lighter. You'll thank me for it. And your family won't have to deal with all your stuff after you're gone. No one wants to do that. And it's bad enough that you're gone. Number five, eat crap, you'll feel like crap. If you eat a lot of crap, your body will be crappy. There's no other way to put it. All that food that we keep in our houses that has ingredients we can't or struggle to pronounce, yeah, that's crap. It's not as expensive as everyone is telling you or as you think it is to eat healthier. Okay, find a farmer's market a scratch and dent store, and they carry some wonderful stuff. Find a co-op, grow a little garden box on the balcony of your apartment or in your tiny backyard. 
you can start it from vegetable scraps or swap food with friends, have potlucks with friends and family. There's always, always a food bank in your area if you need it. Use it or give to it. Number six, if you haven't worn it for a year, yes, you've heard this, you ain't gonna wear it. You don't like it and every time you put it on, you take it off. It's now made its way to the back of your closet or the back of your drawer and you avoid it like the plague. No matter who gave it to you, the sentimental value, how much you love the color, you're not ever going to wear it. If it's sentimental, frame it. Otherwise, give it away to someone who will wear it. Get rid of it now. Seven. And this is kind of an adjunct to number six. Someone in my family who will remain nameless has more shoes than they have worn in over 30 years. Boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of shoes in the walk-in closet, on top of the closet, on the bottom of the closet, in little racks on the side of the closet, and hanging on the closet door. Some they've never worn. The shoes were purchased on a whim or as retail therapy. Don't give in to whims or instead get real therapy. If they don't feel good in the store, they're not going to feel good at home or when you try to wear them. If they give you blisters, you're not going to wear them. It doesn't matter if you bought them on sale or buy one, get one half price or free. If they don't fit, if you don't adore the color, if they're not comfortable, you're not going to wear them ever. They will end up in your closet gathering dust. And that includes those gorgeous Manola Blahniks that you had to have and you spent $400 or more on them just because they're, well, Manolo Blahniks. I get it. I must admit, I had a pair of Manola Blahniks. They were given to me as a gift and they were gorgeous. Shoes don't need to feel like you're in ancient Japan when women bound their feet to establish their status. It was a painful tradition then and it's a painful one now. Sorry, Japan, I still love you. I have two gorgeous pair of heels in the back of my closet and they're comfortable. I still don't wear them. Except home, car, restaurant, car, home, off. I've gotten to the point I wear the most fun, cool sneakers. I get compliments on them all the time. I just got a pair of sparkly sneakers and they are wonderful. And my feet don't hurt. I no longer need extra band-aids when I go out. Wear that. Eight. If you don't work out or get exercise, you don't work out or get exercise. That and eating like in number four is why you have extra weight. It's why you jiggle a little or a lot. It has everything to do with your hand or your mouth and your butt in a seat. And Listen, I'm calling myself out here too, trust me. Or it's because you ride everywhere and you never walk. If you're finding excuses for why you don't do things or can't do things, believe me, eventually 
you really won't be able to do these things. Your muscles are going to atrophy, your joints are going to dry up, your blood pressure is going up, your cholesterol is going up, 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 your salt and sugar intake will be through the roof, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, lung disease, brain fog, sleeplessness. That horrible, dangerous, hard adipose fat is going to settle in places you didn't know you had places, and then you are in a hurt locker. Do I really need to go on? Move it or lose it. Okay, yeah, I went on. Find a way to move it. It might hurt a little and it may hurt more than a little, but if you're doing it right and it's just sore muscles and not sore joints and you're not overdoing it to get into shape in a week, even though you didn't get out of shape in a week, that soreness will go away and so will the fat. Adios fat. Plus, you will begin to see these curves in your arms, legs, and stomach. Those are called muscles. You have them, I have them. They're just kind of hiding now. Look at labels and break up with your addiction to sugar and salt. Period. End of sentence. Number nine. While our children are growing up, we are supposed to be teaching them. And yes, that means being a type of disciplinarian. I don't mean being draconian, but I mean setting boundaries, firm boundaries, teaching them manners, teaching them to be self-sufficient. That means taking out the garbage, recycling, and at the very least, making their bed from as early as they physically can. We're not here to coddle them or rescue them from disappointment and failure. Disappointment and failure is all really good for them and builds character. You're not helping your child if you are an ever-present parent. I learned this even though it is a painful lesson for a parent. Your children are never going to learn how to do anything for themselves and to be self-reliant. Ordering food or groceries for delivery Taking a lift everywhere or hiring someone to clean their apartment is not self-reliance. That's for self-reliant people who are massively busy with their work or craft, ergo, being self-reliant. Our children are going to have a really hard time out there in the real world because their bosses aren't going to coddle them. Their bosses are going to fire them. Once they reach the age of adulthood, then you become their mentor. Take off the apron so they can let go of the strings and let them fly. Let them sink. Let them swim. Be there for them and show them both sides of any situation. Give them the pros and the cons. Let them make their own decision. Most likely they're going to make a good decision. Let's not stunt their maturity and growth. They are not you. They are themselves. Let them develop their own personalities, wants, likes, dislikes, friends, and careers, regardless of what you wanted to do in your life or what you think they should do. Stop shooting on them. Number 10, get a life. Do something. You like things. You enjoy things. You read about things. Pursue a hobby, an avocation. Have a purpose. Get out of the house. Check out a group and another 
and another until one fits like a good-looking but comfortable pair of shoes. Something that feels good to you and isn't impossible to follow, just like a six-ingredient recipe. It's called Ikigai in Okinawa, Japan, or Pura Vida in Costa Rica, or Live Aloha in Hawaii. Do something that fills your heart, spirit, and whatever you consider to be your soul. Put one foot in front of the other and do that. And here's your bonus. Number 11. Get some sleep. For crying out loud, we are a sleep-deprived society. Get work, homework, smartphones, iPads, and the television out of the bedroom. Play some peaceful music, read a good but sleep-inducing book, or have good sex. We take way too many sleeping pills and drink way too much alcohol to try to sleep, which, by the way, interrupts sleep. If we just take the distractions, blue light, sunlight, and noises out of our bedrooms, we sleep better. Your partner snores? Get them a CPAP or a nasal strip. Your dog snores? Put that precious little sleep disturber in their own bed or their own room. That, and stop drinking caffeine after noon. Well, for me, it's after 9 a.m. That mid-afternoon slump is because you didn't eat right, didn't exercise, and were working or watching your iPad until the wee hours of the morning. Stop it now. Now get some sleep. Okay, go out there and have a good life. Thanks so much for listening. I'm glad we're still together on this journey. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. And I will be speaking with you again really, really soon.